Hello, my powerhouses. Nicole Overcamp here, the host of Becoming Powerhouse. Today's episode is a little bit different. I am actually going to share with you a recording of a talk that I had done a little while back for EO, Entrepreneurs Organization. And I thought it would be fun to share with you guys and also give a little bit of the behind the scenes into what had led up to that talk because I know a lot of you uh, that I talk to or that are in our community really wanna do more public speaking. And I went through this experience and although I speak often and do workshops often and I have for well over a decade, this really pushed me to um, uh, a lot of <laughs> limits, if you will. It really helped so much and in ways that I didn't think were possible and forcing me to think differently, do things differently. And so it was a great growth moment. And so I, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, and it's also a little bit of, of my story too. And, and I think it puts color to perhaps a couple of the other episodes that, that I had done in the past. So that said, uh, EO or Entrepreneurs Organization is it's a global organization for entrepreneurs and it is just tremendous. I've gained so much value from it. And so um, a, a little sidebar here, but if you are looking for other entrepreneurs to connect with, learn, grow, networking. I mean, I cannot speak highly enough about the organization, how much I have personally benefited from it. So I'd really encourage you to look that up. They have local chapters all over the world here in Buffalo, New York. It's the Western New York chapter. And what our chapter had done recently is they did a TED Talk style uh, challenge. So they're from all of the forums in the Western New York chapter, one person was elected from each forum to do this talk for, for the group. I was one of those people. And so uh, I had prepared a TED Talk and we were assigned to work with a TED Talk coach uh, throughout this process in preparing for it. And in, in working with her, Andrea Houston, who was incredible, by the way, and I super love her and befriended her, and you'll hear her as a guest on, on an upcoming podcast, actually, but uh, she really taught me so much about TED, the style of it in the presentation, but also the emotion behind the storytelling and connecting with the audience and how to tell a story in a more compelling way where you're really uh, invoking emotion. And so that was new for me. And what was also new for me is having to condense a story <laughs> in 10 minutes. And so it wasn't just a story, but also your points, your unique uh, take on a specific idea. And I love to get into all of the details and, and I can talk on and on and on about my why and why I do what I do. And, and so this was such a challenge because I, I was struggling the whole time preparing this and, and trying to condense it down is to, you know, the, well, there's not this detail, there's not this, they should know this. And, you know, and she kept challenging me like, no, they don't, you're gonna, you know, and, and long story short, we, we did it, I did it, but it was um, just so eye-opening in terms of 
the ability that we all have to share our story with the world and the impact that it can make, but there's a, a big message that you can share in just 10 minutes. Truly there is. Uh, and it's just a matter of really recognizing how you can get more specific um, and in condensing your story in a way where people are still picking up what you're laying down, but you don't have to talk about it for one hour either. Because also nowadays in the world that we live in, attention spans are really short. And so what I also learned is when you're getting somebody to engage in your story or something that you're doing or talking about, you've got about seven seconds to do that. So uh, that's a big deal, you know, and, and when you're thinking about how you're going to start. And so, uh, you know, often we start by introducing ourselves. And what I learned was maybe you should just start with the middle of the story and then introduce yourself midway through which was also um, really interesting. And, and it makes a ton of sense, right? Because at the end of the day, nobody cares who you are until they care about what you're talking about, then they care about who you are. And so uh, I thought that was just a really great thing to keep back pocket for the future. So in any event, it was, it was a great experience. It definitely was a huge challenge, extremely terrifying for me to speak in front of an audience of EOers and you know a bunch of business owners. To me, that was a, a bit intimidating, but, uh, a ton of fun nevertheless. So I hope that you guys enjoy the talk and tune in. Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to Powerhouse money.com to grab your free power bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now let's dive in to today's episode. As my head came up out of the water, I didn't know if I was in a nightmare or living through something so horrific. My brain was just struggling to compute. It was a beautiful hot August afternoon on the Niagara River. It was what we had thought to be perfect racing conditions. We had just turned to each other and said, I love you. This is such a great day. We had just entered a checkpoint stop during the poker run and we were about to start up again. My husband with the nickname Crazy <laughs> is obsessed with speed He's competitive and doesn't take the opportunity to go fast lightly. He is a boat mechanic, a lifelong boater, and will always take an opportunity to test the limits. I was at the wheel. He was at the throttle. We hit 112 miles per hour, and the wind grabbed our 30-foot cat and flipped us like a kite in a vicious windstorm. We were in the water, and just like that, my world had been turned upside down. As I broke through the surface, spitting out river water, I saw my husband 
50 feet away from me and our boat half sunk upside down even further away. No one survives these crashes. By some grace of God, I was unhurt. But my husband was unconscious with a shattered clavicle, shattered shoulder, broken ribs, torn ACL, and a huge gash across his forehead. I was completely shocked, absolutely traumatized. And as I swam to him quickly as I could, I just prayed with every stroke I'd wake up from this mess. And as I got to him, making sure his face was clear of water, horrified he wasn't waking up, I was just screaming for someone to help us. Fortunately, a boater who had seen everything was already on their way. We were able to safely get Chris onto the stern of their boat, over to shore, and into a waiting ambulance. And all I remember in that moment as we were rushing to the hospital is just staring at my hands, thinking to myself, how is this happening? How did we get here? And asking the ambulance driver on repeat, is he awake yet? Is he awake yet? Begging for a different response. He was my protector, my love bug, my world. Chris wasn't expected to live. And if he did, I was told to prepare for the worst. No one could tell me what his recovery would look like and if he'd ever be Chris again. He was in a coma for weeks and in the hospital for three entire months, the longest months of my life. And when I was finally allowed to take him home, he needed 24-7 care for a year. He is resilient, alive, he's still completely crazy, and for that, I will be forever grateful. My entire outlook on life changed that hot August day, the week of my 30th birthday. And it's a day that I will never forget, and it will be etched in my memory forever. Hi. I'm Nicole Overcamp, and I want to share with you my thoughts on how you plan is how you live. You see, when you look death in the eye and you survive and recognize the one reason you're living is for the person you love most, your entire perspective changed. And the things that you once thought were significant no longer are. Life is so much shorter than we all want to believe. And I started to ask myself, how could I create my one extraordinary life while taking care of the man I love and still loving the life that I got to live? Within weeks, I realized I needed to change my entire business model stopping all travel completely and working with a strategic partner whose partnership accounted for 40% of my business revenue. Chris was my priority and staying by his side was non-negotiable. 
that gave me the instant gumption to bury the belief of not being good enough to build my company on my own and end that toxic relationship that I always hated. I decided to go all in. I converted my pain into purpose and doubled down on the one thing I knew was a guarantee, and that was me. I invested in a business coach because <laughs> life was not stopping. The beat goes on and nobody cared. I was determined to make sure that my team got paid, promises I made to clients were fulfilled, and importantly, I could support my family. This gave me the ability to align my passion with my purpose and live with high intention. I didn't have time to care about what anybody thought. I didn't have time to wallow in my grief and in my shame. And I absolutely didn't have time to stress about failing because that just wasn't an option. I move forward full throttle, <laughs> Get that. Uh, working only with the people that I knew I was here to work with and loved being around. Empowering others, giving them the tools they need to own their financial future is so much of what lights me up because financial planning is so much deeper than money, but it's the ability to live your best life while you're still here. Because how you plan is how you live. And for so long, too long, I ignored that. I was always the girl with one toe dipped in. And whatever excuse that you can come up with, I probably had. Imposter syndrome, not having a clear path, not knowing the way or the tools, but truly, I was afraid and I didn't deem myself worthy of the investment. So I also thought I just had time to figure it out. But the truth is, is that if we're always waiting for tomorrow, tomorrow may never come. So now, right now is always the time to do what you love what you're made for and what your purpose is. Why would you wait? How do you want to live your one extraordinary life? I was a financial planner who let their husband do everything. He paid the bills, he took care of the finances. Yes, you're hearing this correctly. All I needed to do was work and be present when we were together. That said, I avoided many hard conversations with business partners and my husband when instinctually I knew it was worthy of leaning in, but I just didn't want to feel the discomfort. So at work, this led me to often complaining about being miserable being disrespected, not being paid my worth, while knowing full out I was made for more, but I never took deliberate action. At home, it led me to not having a clue where any of our money was, 
to not knowing how my husband was running his business and it also a lot led me to letting him steamroll me over the conversation about getting our will, healthcare proxy, and power of attorney done. So there I was, 30 years old, and I had no idea where our money was. I had to figure out how to pay the bills. I had to figure out how to run my husband's business while simultaneously running my company and spend thousands of dollars petitioning the courts to convince them that I was competent enough to be his legal guardian. And it could have all been avoided. So I repeat this quote often now when I make decisions. Doing what's easy makes for a hard life. And doing what's hard makes for an easy life. So now, as I plan to help others, letting them settle for good enough just isn't an option. But it is my mission to make sure that they're planning for the life they want to live and the life they are capable of living. Because I want everyone to know that they are worth the effort. So please, do not settle for ordinary. Do not allow good enough to take foothold and don't do what's easy. And please, for the love of God, don't wait one more day. You get one extraordinary life. How do you want it to look? Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review. Thank you.